This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? My name is Shane McKeever. Thank you for having me. Happy to have you here. And what is your primary role in the line dance community? Um, I started off in the competition scene, um, just competing since I was of six. Mm. Um, How old do you know? I'm now 24. Well, that's quite a while. Just turned 24, right. yeah. Um, so at the minute, I'm, I'm currently a judge at World Dance Masters um, in the competition side of things. And now the social side, I've started to break into kind of uh, doing some social workshops, um, coming to the US quite a lot in Scandinavia. Mm. Hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. How, what's kept you in line dance for 18 years? It's just, I absolutely love it. Mm. Um, it's the first form of dance that I ever did. Um, I did it when I, my dad used to do it, when it was big in, in Ireland in, in the early 90s. Um, so, 96, I think I started, I was three, and it took me along to d- different dance events, and I just started getting up and dancing. So, I obviously loved it from then. Um, and I think just, I love the competition aspect of things, uh, and it really pushed me to, to go further with my dance. So, um, I then took on other styles of dance, and but I always kept coming back to line dance, and, and now it's given me a career, and, and that's why I'm, I'm here today. How long did it take you before you felt like you were you were up there with instructors, with choreographers, and not just a dancer? Um, I, I honestly just I, I feel like it kind of now now you know, in the last <laughs> maybe in the last year or so in the last year you know I've been doing it for so long and and in the competition scene it's you know people might know me a lot more and um, but in the last year I feel like I've I've started to get known more in the social. And the social side of things, and and people are starting to know my dances and know my name, and you know want to come to my workshops and stuff. So I'm I'm starting to feel up there with with you know the likes of Fred or Rachel, and you know it's good to have to be on the same kind of pedestal as those people. It's mm-hmm. amazing. What are some of the dances that people would know or should know of yours? Um, well, my first kind of big one was with Rachel. It was a uh, whippet. Um, I love that one um, and then um, I went on to do a dance called Pull Me Closer um, Stomp Your Feet is quite a popular one yep. um, and then I've, I've got a, a new one called No Stress which is, is starting to get done quite a lot and, and um, just done one with Fred and Guyton um, called Lay It Back and I'm hoping that's going to be a pretty pretty big one mm-hmm. that's the to the song Perm by Bruno Mars yep right? Perm by Bruno Mars yeah. yeah it's an awesome track yeah oh awesome man track. yeah you you hear that and you want to dance yeah exactly yeah. are are those also among your uh, your influences it, it sounded like um, it came from the family to start with but as things go, as time went by uh, who have been the influences in your dance life stylistically or um, you know, becoming an instructor you know, who taught you uh, directly or indirectly, how to follow that path? Well, yeah, it came from my family um, right. originally. You know, my dad did start it, but my uncle was was really the one that was really into competing, mm-hmm. and he kind of took me along to competitions. and And my grandmom, mm-hmm. she she took me along too. And uh, my mom and dad also had three other kids, so they had to stay at home. So someone else had to take me. Mm-hmm. Um, so my my grandma and my uncle, um, they really pushed me. You know, when I was younger. And then as, as I started to get older and I started to progress, um, I had a teacher called Jenny Stevenson from the UK. And she's basically taught me everything that I know. She's the only um, lady that I went to for training, you know, uh, in a competition aspect, um, in, in line dance. And then when I was seven, I started to do ballet, tap, and modern. 
mm. uh, with a lady called Amory Morgan back home in, ba- in Belfast. Um, and then again, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be the dancer I was today. You know, she really progressed me on further. Um, and then in my later life, I, I've, I've started to get um, a lot of people behind me, like the likes of Nicola Lafferty from World Dance Masters. She gives me every opportunity there is. You know, she, she gives us the, the chance to go on Britain's Got Talent with, um, you know, and you, you get your dancing there in front of Simon Cowell. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, a good friend of mine, Fred Whitehouse, you know, he pushes me. Um, forward for every event that if someone's looking for a new choreographer he will push my name forward and I'll be up there um, and also I can't, can't forget Rachel McEnany she's the biggest influence I think you know especially in the social scene um, with her name with her name behind you and, and with her pushing you she's really got me so much work and, and she's got me put me up there in the limelight it's really really amazing what can you tell us about your relationship with Fred and Country Live me and Fred, you know, we've, we've known each other for so... He's known me since I was a kid. Um, I think he was 18 when he, you know... And I must have been, well, I can't even guess, maybe 11, you know. There's, uh, he's known me since then, and, and we've just kind of grown up through the dance world together, and, and we've just got really, really good friends and close. We, we share all the time at competitions, you know, with the rooms, and um, Fred now packs two of everything because he knows I always forget something <laughs> so it's a belt or it could be a tie it's crazy so um, yeah and then through that uh, with Nicola Lafferty she, she gave us the opportunity to join this team called Country Vive um, and we got to audition for the Brent Scott Talent Judges and we got through the semi-final uh, it was an amazing experience and I think our aim was just to promote line dance in the UK and what it has become you know, it's not just country music anymore. It's not just grapevine and, and heel toe heel. You know, we've got other moves in there. We take aspects from hip hop. We take aspects from Latin. You know, we wanted to show people how different it is now. Um, and I think we achieved that. And, you know, that's all we set out to do. And, and we did it. And what what do you, what would you say you, you have set out to do in, say, the next five or ten years? Where do you see yourself in the line dance universe? Ooh. Or where would big, you like to see yourself? Um, yeah, I would honestly. I just want to stay, stay in here, and, and you know, try and make my name as big as possible. I want to be up there with the likes of, you know, Rachel's, the Rachel's, the Scots, the Guidance. You know, I want to be known as someone who maybe tested the boundaries of line dance and and tried to take it a little bit further. You know, and uh, got people really thinking. Um, and I, and that's just what I want to be known for. I want to be known for my dances, and you know, not just that, but Maybe people know me for being a good instructor and also for being a good personality. You know, I want to be kind of everything for the people. What does it take to do that? Because I, I know some people have pointed at like work ethic. Some people have said technique, personability. What are the traits of the in your in your mind like the best instructors that you would hope to adopt for yourself? I think it's 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 a combination of everything. Mm. Um, you don't have to have the best technique. You know, your your job here is to choreograph dances. If you're an amazing choreographer and you, you haven't got the best technique, that's not a big issue, I don't think. You know, when you're doing shows and stuff for people, I think that maybe that's different. You know, you want to be showing a good technique and you want people to look at you and think, wow, I want to dance like that. Um, but I think it's, it's, a, it's, an, 
combination of everything. So you want to have the big bubbly personality so people can come talk to you. Um, you want to be able to be able to talk through your dances and communicate, you know, perfectly well without confusing people. Um, and then you want to be able to, you know, dance as best you can. You want the people to look at your dances and think, I want to dance like that and I want to do that dance. So I'm hoping that I can combine everything and, you know, become the perfect instructor someday. <laughs> In addition to Fred, who else are your peers in this journey? Who, who else uh, do you see as going through the same thing with you? Yeah, um, I feel like, well, just to hear today, me and, me and Rebecca have started mm. choreographing a dance together, actually. Nice. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to oh, see that. I can't that. wait to yeah. see that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I feel like we're going through the same process. You know, people are starting to know who we are and they're starting to like our dances. And, um, yeah, and it's good to have people like that, you know, and the likes of... Uh, Guillaume Richard from France, you know. He moves um, so pretty. Uh, he's just amazing. Um, you know, guys like that and Jose Miguel and people like that, I think we're, we're all kind of going through the same process. We're young people coming in um, and people are starting to recognise us and, you know, maybe booking us for events here and there. And and it's good to have people like that. You know, you don't feel like you're on your own and um, there's people helping you along the process. So it's amazing. What does it take, do you think, for the public to become interested in line dance. As somebody who has been sort of an ambassador by way of Country Vive, what would really change the public perspective on what line dance is and how would you attract new people into it who might think they, they know what it is and, and not have the impression of it that we do? I think it's a very hard thing to do. Um, I think people have the, you know, the concept that line dancing is what it was years ago. Um, and, and it's hard to change people's minds unless they see it. Mm. And then the difficulty with that is when they see it, they don't actually realize it's line dancing, you know, unless they're being told that. Um, so it's really difficult. It, I think that's why we tried to get it on such a big platform so people could see what it was and they're still being told this is actually line dancing that we're doing. Um, what we do at the minute, and it, it's easy, it's easier, much easier to do it with kids in Ireland. Is you know we go into the, the likes of high schools or primary schools, uh, and we come in and we say we're teaching dance. We don't you know specify which type of dance. We come in and say we're teaching dance. We'll teach them dances like off the chain, like whip it, you know, and try and teach them fun dances that they're gonna really, really you know adapt to and and they'll enjoy. Um, and then at the end, we'll say, you've just done some line dancing. You know, and then they might actually in their head think, wow, I actually like to line dance. So I think that's easier to do with kids because, you know, you have the schools that you can go into and they're kind of almost forced to do it through PE or whatever it is. But, um, but they actually end up enjoying it in the end. Um, with adults, I think it's harder because they have that mindset and they think this is line dancing and that's it. It's in its box. Um, but that's definitely going to be harder to break down, I think. When you are choreographing a dance, you have so many innovative and interesting movements that it seems you're able to select from, um, maybe instinctually, maybe by trial and error. What is it that, um, that you do when you are coming up with new movements that has never been done before? Do you go through like, oh, that didn't work, I'll, I'll try another one, and then go through eight of them? Or is it really just like first time, instinct carries you, and you have it? Um, again, I think it's like a combination of both. Okay. So I, I've been really lucky to have 
so much training in different styles of dance. You know, I um, started with line dance, then went on to uh, ballet, modern, and tap. Um, I've done some training hip hop. Um, I went to uh, dance college when I was um, 18 in Belfast. So that took me through contemporary, and you know, we did different styles like African style of dance and some Indian and stuff like that as well. So I've been quite lucky where I've had a lot of training in different styles of dance. So when I hear a piece of music, something inst- like instinctively clicks with me in my head. That style of dance will come into my head, and then I'll go through the you know the directory of moves mm. in that style of dance, and maybe think you know what has line dancers not seen that perhaps you will see in the hip hop world that I could bring from that to the line dance world, you know, and 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 that's just kind of how I work and. And I try and I always try to stay true to the style of the dance and the style of the song, but bring in different aspects that people haven't seen before. I think that keeps it fresh and funky. How do you determine between what kind of movement makes a hook that people are just like itching to do versus, well, that's weird. Why would they do that? Uh, it's a very thin line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think a lot of my dances, I think, are like very thin lines. So some people. You know, you might have 50% of the room might think, that's cool, I want to try that. And 50% might think, I need an option for that because I don't want, I'm not doing that. Um, but yeah, I think it's, you just got to go for it. And you're never going to please everybody, you know. Um, and, you know, if 50% of the room are doing it, I'm happy. You know, at least, at least I have made some people challenge themselves and some people happy by bringing in some new styles and some new moves for them. You know, if they don't like it... Um, I, I get it and I get why they don't they don't like it but I want to try and push things and I want to try and see what I can do in a perfect world let's say this might be a big question if you had an event that were being hosted anywhere in the world uh, with any number of instructors choreographers DJs who would be at that event and how long would it be where would it be and what would you do there wow okay no pressure. No pressure. Wow. Don't miss anyone. They'll be offended. <laughs> yeah. I honestly think there's not enough events in Ireland. Mm. Gary O'Reilly is running an event next year, which is going to be amazing. Um, you know, like a week-long kind of tour. But I would definitely love to run another, like, an event in Ireland. Um, the choreographers I would have there is definitely Rachel McEnany, for one. <laughs> My good friend, Fred. I just think he's got such a good rapport with people. You know, people just love to come up and talk to him. People love his dances. Um, I would have definitely Gary O'Reilly there also. Um, I don't know if it's just me being biased about the Irish people, but I think everybody, again, with Gary, people just love him. They love his personality. He's just amazing. He's the funniest guy that I know. Oh, amazing. Um, Rebecca Lee, I think she's just a talent. She's got so much talent, so much. And the same kind of mindset as me you know when we're working together we just work together so well we bounce off each other and I would definitely have her there Uh, I would probably run it over a weekend you know I think a weekend's enough sometimes (laughs) it's a a lot of hard work Um, and if I was to have anybody else I wonder Um, I'm not too sure it's just such a tough question that is DJs, I mean, you've had like, you probably had experience uh, working with Louie and JP and Jill and uh, Big Dave. I'm not sure who else, uh, who, who would be maybe on, on your um, top five list for DJs in any particular order. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, I think Louie and JP do a fantastic job. 
um, and and at the events in the US, that's you know I've only ever really kind of worked with them, um, but I, I honestly think they do a fantastic job. All the dancers come home happy. They, they play all my dances. I'm so happy with you know the fact that they're able to play my dances and people do it. Um, so they would definitely be up there. Big Dave as well. Big Dave, you know, he's a, a good fan of my dances as well, so he'll always play my dances for me. Um, and and. Unfortunately, I haven't really had the, the chance to work with many other DJs. Marcus from Sweden. Oh, Lindfors. Yes. Yeah, Marcus. He's awesome, awesome guy, awesome guy, and and he's such some fun as well. So, um, I really have only worked with those four DJs, so they would be my top four, okay. <laughs> uh, to be honest. But um, I'm looking forward to working with more DJs in the future, definitely. Thoughts from Megan as I pass the mic over. Oh, uh, quite a few. I've been very much looking forward to actually having a conversation with you. Um, because you're so into the uh, cor- uh, competition side of things, as well as now you're really one of the stronger forefront runners in the line dance event going, um, what's kind of the difference that you prep for between going into a competition versus like a workshop? Uh, it's um, so like when when I'm prepping for competitions, it's a lot of um, it's a lot of prep with my students. Okay. Rather than so, with the competition, I have to do a lot of lessons with the um, with the girls on pro am and stuff like that and their technique for their competition. So it's when I'm prepping for competitions, it's not really for me. I'm prepping other people okay. <laughs> for competitions. And um, whereas when it comes to a social event, I'm prepping for me. So I'm working on dances. Um, you know, maybe maybe learning a few social dances, so I'm making sure I can do some when I get here, um, making sure that you know I'm going through all my teaches. I know exactly what word I'm saying on what count, um, and stuff like that. So yeah, that's kind of the main difference is that I'm competition isn't really. I'm I'm more worried about the kids rather than I am myself. And then when I get to social, it's more about what am I doing? What am I actually doing myself? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you are involved with kids. And then clearly at all these events, you also teach adults. Uh, what are some of the tips that you can express that maybe someone who is teaching or looking into getting to t- into teaching, um, the difference between teaching the kids, like some tips to keep them interested in going versus the adults keep them interested in going? Yeah. But it, for me, it, it actually is, is one and the same, I think. You okay. Know, it's, it's not that much different. Uh, what keeps the kids interested is actually the same that keeps the adults interested you know those funky moves that they haven't ever that they haven't seen before and they're interested by it and like oh this is different i want to try this um, and it's the same you know if 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 they see it in the competition world they'll think oh yeah that's not part of the technique that we learn every week you know that's a new funky move that we like the same here you know when i when i bring in a new funky move people are like oh that's something different. We want to try that. We want to try that dance. So for me, it's actually quite the same. You know, what pulls me in the comp, like what people pull towards me in the competition scene is kind of the same here. Okay. So for me, it's the same. Awesome. Um, you have obviously traveled quite a bit. Um, what is some of your favorite things about being able to travel? Um, I just love to see different cultures. For me, different cultures is, is amazing. Um, I went to Malaysia this year, which was a real culture shock for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was fantastic to see that. I used chopsticks for the first time. It was, um, you know, the food was so different. Uh, 
amazing and then I was also in South Africa and, and they've just got a totally different way of living you know and and my favorite place in the world is South Africa like the, the fact that you can walk down the street and see a tiger or you know and <laughs> it's just absolutely insane so I think just the different cultural aspects and seeing different things in different countries and how people approach things differently I, I enjoy I enjoy that and I enjoy the fact that um, you know you get to meet so many different people and different personalities um, and you meet so many new friends and all over the place so I love it nice um, when deciding to accept a job offer for teaching what are some of the things that you look for in a positive way that like yes I want to be involved in something like that some of the things that like check off box yes this hits that this hits that so yes I want to say yes um, for me at the minute I kind of want to take as much as I can on Okay. I want to try and get my name out there as much as possible um, but the thing is with, with trying to check things off I think all the events in the US especially you know have all those things you know they take care of their staff so well everybody every event I've been to you know take care of their staff so well um, you know you, you don't get worked too hard you, you know I've, I've had maybe four workshops this weekend you know mm-hmm. that's amazing um, I, I was supposed to prepare a show but I've been sick so I wasn't able to do that but that's no problem to me I don't mind doing a show you know mm-hmm. I, I enjoy performing for the people so um, yeah I, I, I kind of just I'm trying to take on as much as I can at the minute um, but if it's, if it's a good event and people are, are going to be able to do my dances and people are going to enjoy me there you know if I think it's a place that maybe they're not going to enjoy my dances so much it's more of a maybe beginner scene or improver scene and, and I know that the fact that my dances are so much harder than that um, you know I might cons- think about it more but and um, yeah if I think people are going to enjoy my dances I'll, I'll be there okay. um, I know you said you wanted to be one of those that pushes the boundaries um, I have to say you definitely do um, I love whip it I love stomp your feet um, do something crazy two years ago I would look at you and be like you want me to do my what with my hands um what is it like that that is actually something that you are currently accomplishing? It's crazy to think that. I think it is absolutely crazy. I think, you know, Guyton, Guyton Mundy definitely did push the boundaries and he took, he took arms and hip-hop and all these different aspects into line dance. And people started to think about it then. So it, it's kind of paved the way for people like myself or Rebecca to come in and start, you know pushing it even a little bit more and seeing what people how far people will go and will want to go with line dancing and, and how difficult they want to make it you know um, it's it's definitely fun to see it evolve <laughs> you know I love to see things you know grow and, and become bigger and and that's just been amazing to watch you know since I've been a kid nice um, I have to ask where uh, you got the idea for all of the hand movements for Stomp Your Feet because that I mean like I look at that I'm like does he know martial arts I mean is that <laughs> something or is he just like where did you think of that kind of stuff um, Stomp Your Feet was, was really I was in I was in Norway um, last year last November and uh, I had a dance that I was going to teach but it was an old dance um, and I'd found this song this sing from Pentatonix and um, 
And that morning I woke up at 7.30. I didn't teach my workshop until 11. I woke up at 7.30 and I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it right now. I'm gonna try and choreograph this dance. Um, and then honestly, the, 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 the moves just kind of came from my hip hop background. Okay. You know, so all those all those arm movements come from from Tutton, which is which is I've been taught you know through hip hop and and the kind of moves that I kind of you know I just kind of put my arms together, think how can I get my arm from here to here? What can I do next? And just try and put it together like that, like a jigsaw almost. <laughs> so um, yeah, I just kind of spend time on it and, and work it through myself. Nice. So when you hear a song. What is kind of your process? I know we've talked to a couple different people, and they'll like, they've said like, oh, they put their headphones in and they like just listen to it on repeat. Some people say, you know, like they find a quiet room and they lay down on the bed and close their eyes. Some people are like, the second I hear a song, I already start moving just to see if I can move to it. Do you have any particular process like that? Um, yes. Well, I, I kind of I listen to my music on the planes all the time. Okay. So while I'm traveling, that that's when I because that's the only time really time I get to sit down and listen to music. Um, so I will just spend time, look through my Spotify list, um, see what what's new coming up, and, and and just listen to the music. And if anything jumps out at me straight away, I usually take about thirty seconds of the song. If the song doesn't catch me in thirty seconds, then I'm I'd rather not do it. You know, okay. I think that's the the audience want to be captured by the song as well. So I'll start off with that. If the song starts to capture me, I'll I'll not do it straight away. I'll listen to it maybe over a few days, see what comes to mind while I'm just sitting there and thinking about it, um, and then I'll maybe you know try and get up and start doing some choreography. I think the important thing is that I don't choreograph because I need to choreograph because I want to because I find when I when I need to choreograph it just doesn't come to me as quick and it and it's never as good you know when you just do it off the cuff and your body just does it automatically the dances are so much better yeah I think that's uh, about all I can think of at the moment if there's a message you could deliver to the entire line dance community worldwide whether it's something for them to think about, something for them to try, something they can do today. And this is to everybody, instructors, DJs, choreographers, event managers, everybody across the spectrum. What message would you like to put out there for them? Wow, okay. Um, I would just, I, I just think, you know, don't, don't ever think that something is too difficult. You know, when, you, when a lot of people have said to me, you know, when you demo a dance, it just looks impossible. But then when, when they come to my class, they actually figure out, actually, wait, I can do that. And I can do most of the moves if I can't do all of them. You know, so I just think, don't let, don't let dancers put you off. You know, if, if, if you think it looks fun, you think you might enjoy it, even if it is a bit difficult, I think go out there and, and just give it a go and have some fun. Don't be so serious with it all. You know, at the end of the day, this is, you know, a hobby for most people. Um, and it's about having fun and it's about enjoying yourself so just go out there and have some fun what would be the best way people could contact you if they have follow up questions um, I've got a my email address is smckeever m-c-k-e-e-v-e-r 07 at hotmail.com you know if they want to ever give me any messages um, Facebook you know I'm quite readily on Facebook if you want to message me on, on Facebook that's no problem at all one final question what dance would you recommend everyone go out and learn right now 
Ooh. It can be new, it can be old, it can be yours, it can be someone else's. Well, let wow. me hold this up to, to Megan so she can repeat that. Oh, I just said it can be new, it can be old, it can be yours, it can be someone else's. Okay. At the minute, my my favorite new dance is um, Shape of You by Roy Disabrotto hmm. and Fiona. Um, I think it's, yeah, I love it. Absolutely amazing. So at the minute, that's my... That's my favorite at the minute. So that I would recommend people to go out and learn that right away. Okay, well, thank you so much, Shane, for joining us here on Line Dance Podcast. Thank you for having me. Until next time, we will see you on the dance floor. <laughs>